0: What is faith, and where is it found? What is faith, where is it found? <clears throat> the disciples behind closed and locked doors is where we find them this week. It is the evening of Easter Sunday, and the resurrection doesn't seem to have quite caught on just yet. There is a mood, not just of skepticism, but a mood of gut-wrenching fear. Jesus' body is missing from its tomb. And the strange testimony of Mary Magdalene having encountered a gardener or perhaps Jesus is spreading through the community like wildfire. But yet, no one can prove its truth. None of this yet signifies new life. None of this yet signifies God's glory. Instead, it signifies to the disciples danger. It signifies fear. It signifies close and lock the doors, speak in whispers, least they find us and kill us too. Everyone is locked in the upper room that night, with the exception of Thomas. We don't know where Thomas is, but he is not huddled together in fear with the other disciples. It is in the midst of their fear that Jesus appears. Despite the closed and locked door, Jesus appears. Jesus appears and says to them, Peace, peace be with you. And he shows them his hands. And he shows them his side where the spear pierced him. He invites them to come, to see, to touch. Yes, he says, it's me. Peace. Peace be with you. And then he breathes the Holy Spirit upon them. In this moment, he releases them from their fear. In this moment, he gives them the ability to move beyond those locked doors. In this moment of breathing the Spirit upon them, he gives them the gift of peace, conveying the good news of God's atoning love. The Holy Spirit in this moment is, in in essence, courage the courage to stop living in fear, the courage to unlock the doors, the courage to do all the things they need to do in his name, the courage to face death, and perhaps most importantly, the courage to embrace new life. When Thomas returns to the upper room, And learns from the disciples. J.C. stopped by. He's unfazed. It means nothing to him. You witnessed the risen Lord. But I have not. I will not believe until I see the nail marks in his hand. I will not believe until I see the wound of the spear on his side. I will not believe. He says it bluntly, passionately, and truthfully. I will not believe. A week later, Jesus appears again in the upper room. This time, Thomas is present. And like the disciples before, Jesus invites Thomas to come forward, to come and see, to touch His scars. As as Thomas stands before Jesus, he proclaims, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. The punchline for 2,000 years of Christianity. But Jesus replies to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? For blessed are those who believe, yet Who have not seen. Do you believe because you have seen me? For blessed are those who believe yet have not seen. We can hear this exchange in one of two ways. We can hear it as a gauntlet thrown down by Jesus saying, believe or else. Or we can hear it as an invitation to those who will come later. Those who were not present that first week of Easter. Those not standing, setting, living in the upper room. Us. The invitation is to us. Blessed are those who believe, yet have not seen. Even though John in the, in Christendom, draws a very critical portrait of Thomas, labeling him throughout the ages as doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Thomas. All Thomas is asking for is the same thing the other disciples have already experienced. A first-hand encounter with the risen Lord. That's all he wants. Hey, look, you boys got to see it. I want to see it too is he wrong? Is he asking too much? I don't think so. I think he has every right to ask. I think he has every right to seek that truth. I want to see as well. Like Thomas, I also want truth. I don't want a faith of smoke and mirrors, depending on secondhand accounts. Christian saw Jesus. Well, that's great for Christian. What about me? what about me and i doubt that any of us want our faith to be based on second hand accounts anyone plus thomas's caution makes him such a reliable witness in that his desire for truth is really his desire to know that the one in their midst now, the man standing before them with the scars upon his hands and on his side, is the one who called them together initially. That the man buried in the tomb is the same as the man standing before them. That's what he wants to know. It's the same person to have faith within. And that is the foundation for us today to believe in Christ's resurrection. Thomas. To have faith and assurance of God's triumph in the face of tragedy. What is faith and where is it found? Two critical points. The first is this. Through Thomas' encounter with the risen Lord. We come to understand faith isn't about propositions, doctrinal bullet points. It's not about what someone wrote in a book 2,000 years ago. It's not. Faith is about a relationship with the one who died and rose again. It's personal, it's intimate, it's tangible, it's greater than the words we put on paper. That's the first truth. The second is it is okay to doubt. It is okay to question your faith. It's okay to question God. In fact, I would say faith without doubt is no faith at all. If your faith is not growing if your faith is not changing then your faith is most likely dead you're probably believing in a list of prepositions or propositions listed on a piece of paper that's not life life is encountering the risen lord along your journey that is faith it is living Like Thomas, we all seek an encounter with the risen Lord. We all seek to believe in something greater than ourselves. Where is faith found? It's found here today. It's found here in this community. We come to church and we seek to be called by name. We seek to lay down our shield and to be vulnerable. We seek to, to weep in this place, to celebrate in this place, to share in our common needs and know that we matter. That is where faith is found, in the body of Christ, Christ's church. What is faith? Where is it found? <clears throat> Faith is a relationship, a relationship with God through God's people, you. And that relationship allows us to step out from behind those doors that we lock, that we hide behind in life, to open our lives to the mystery and the abundance of God's love. We can't prove it that we have the courage to step out and open our arms to it to face death to embrace life and to know that no matter where we are no matter our struggles no matter our joys god meets us there and hopefully we will hear god say to us peace peace be with you and in time through do our doubts and our questions our uncertainties, will come to grow into a statement, my Lord and my God, and allow that to define us. Amen.